0: Welcome to the sixth episode of Documenting History. I'm your host, Rama Patel. Today is Sunday, May 8th, and it has been quite a while since we caught up last. I can't believe we started this series at the beginning of the school year, and it's already the season of finals and AP tests. That's crazy. What's even crazier, though, is how much has happened since the last episode. In today's podcast, we will be discussing the developments in the war between Russia and Ukraine, and building on to the events from previous episodes, we'll be checking in on the continuous developments regarding the anti-abortion legislation across the country, specifically talking about the implications of the Supreme Court's leaked ruling on the court case Roe v. Wade. Let's dive into our first topic. Now, I'm sure that most, if not all of you, know what is happening just an ocean away. But for those of you who may not, I'll give you a quick summary. On February 24th, 2022, Russia sent its army into its neighboring country, Ukraine, beginning the attempt to take over the country by force. But why? Well, declaring independence after since excuse me, sorry, Well, since declaring independence in 1991, Ukraine has been forming closer ties with both the European Union and NATO, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. Russia's and specifically Putin's apprehension towards an invitation for Ukraine to join NATO is really behind the current conflict. This possible alliance is seen as both an economic and strategic threat to Russia's own security. And coupled with the country's nature of expansion, Putin believes, Putin believing that Russia and Ukraine are one people in one country. The impact of this conflict will be felt across the globe. So let's talk about that impact. Since the deployment of Russia's military, more than 4 million people have fled across the borders, fleeing Ukraine and seeking shelter the bombing and shelling has continued to deliberately target homes and civilian infrastructure. And recent updates have revealed that a Russian bomb was dropped on a school where 90 people were taking shelter. 200 or so attacks have been documented by the World Health Organization on healthcare facilities across Ukraine, and more than 300 civilians have been rescued from a steel plant in the coastal city, Maropol. Just today, Ukrainian President Zelensky met with the leaders of the G7 countries: Britain, Canada, France, Germany, Germany, Italy, Japan, and the US, in order to gain reassurance of a continuous continuance of the military and economic assistance and support given by these countries. And what do these coming days have in store? Well, May 9th will mark the anniversary of the formerly known Soviet Union's defeat of Nazi Germany in World War II. However, Ukrainian government officials like Kiev's mayor are urging citizens to be aware and stay inside during this period, as there has been warning of, Putin's, of Putin formally declaring war, which would allow him to further his campaign and this, and even further the violence. Personally, I'm in shock at how this conflict has been unfolding. It has the means to escalate into the worst humanitarian crisis Europe has seen in decades, and I worry for the millions of people who have been displaced. I worry for the public infrastructure that has already been destroyed and the economy that is only going to grow weaker, and for how the situation will worsen further if if war is officially declared. I certainly think that this is an event that warrants further updates and discussion in our next episode in a few weeks. Rather abrupt, I know, but let's move on to our next topic for the evening. The leaked Supreme Court ruling. I know, I literally did not know those words could ever be in a sentence together. Leaked and Supreme Court? So let's try to understand what actually happened. On Monday, May second, 2022, the news site Politico published an initial draft of the Supreme Court's majority opinion, indicating that the court intends to, strik- to strike down Roe v. Wade. The 98-page draft was written by Justice Samuel Alito and had the support of Conservative Justices Clarence Thomas, Neil Gorsuch, I believe is his last name, brent kavanaugh and amy coney barrett the authenticity of the leak was in fact confirmed by chief justice john roberts who has since said that the opinion draft is not definitive of the court's final decision he did however give a statement on the nature of the leak saying that and i quote to the extent this betrayal of the confidences of the court was intended To undermine the integrity of our operations, it will not succeed. The work of the court will not be affected in any way. He has also issued an investigation into the source of the leak. But let's talk about what this actually means. I believe I had explained the original case of Roe v. Wade in a previous episode, but for those of you who may be new, I'll go over it again. Roe v. Wade was a 1973 United States Supreme Court case in which the court ruled that a pregnant woman's liberty and right to an abortion without excessive government government restriction is protected by the U.S. Constitution. The ruling also worked then to get rid of many abortion laws that were in place on a state-by-state level as well. So if this ruling were to be struck down by the current court, It would mean that all federal protection for abortion rights would end. And this would mean that certain states, those who have trigger laws, as you could call them in place, would immediately have these completely restrictive abortion bans go back into place, while other states would then be at their own liberty to rule in whatever way they please. In the leak, Justice Alito wrote, it's time to heed the Constitution and return the issue of abortion to the people's elected representatives. But as a direct individual whom the striking of this case could affect, I know I don't want the issue of abortion to be in anyone else's hands other than my own. The vulnerability and the lack of security that would come with having such large and life-changing matters and decisions in another person's hand is honestly terrifying. And I think what's also shocking, what's also been shocking, is just to see how fast everything has escalated. I felt like the rate at which states across the country were adopting the 20-week and the 6-week abortion bans that I discussed earlier was fast in itself. And so now to see that there's the possibility of having a woman's right to decide what to do with her own body simply be stripped away is so undescribably scary. I think that because I live in Washington, I don't quite feel the gravity or the pressure of the situation in a sense, but I can't imagine what it must be like for, to be a woman right now living in a state with trigger laws. Looking forward, I can only hope that something changes. I don't know what it will take for that change to truly happen, but our rights, our country, and the world, frankly, is in such a fragile state. I know these next few months will be life-changing, and I'm not even trying to be dramatic. But the effect that the court ruling on the overturning of Roe v. Wade could have may impact decisions like where a woman decides to go to college, where she wants to live, and where she wants to work. It's crazy that college is just up on the horizon for me. It's crazy that we're living in a midst, we're living amidst a war overseas, and it's crazy to see how abortion laws have become have been becoming increasingly stricter and stricter, as we found ourselves sort of at the end-all be-all of the situation. Crazy is kind of an informal word to describe everything at the moment, I know, but it's how I'm feeling with all that's happening. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today, and I can't wait to catch up with you again in a few weeks. I'm Rama Patil, And this was documenting history.